0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell, right across from me. We got Tyler over on the board today, and we still got some cold weather. I'm loving it. Oh, it's cold today. It's hoodie, It's officially fat boy hoodie weather, <laughs> and that's what I like. It's all the jackets you need.
1: It was not fat boy hoodie weather this past weekend in Oxford, Mississippi.
0: Man, it was beautiful though. I hadn't been. I had. It had been a while. It had been a minute since I've been to a game on Saturday. We went down for the Vandy home. It was a homecoming weekend in the Grove. Um, at the game they played Vanderbilt, who I guess they forgot to show up. But <laughs> it, it really it wasn't game. much of a game. The Rebels look are looking good. We've got we've got A&M tomorrow morning. Or yeah, I guess it'll be tomorrow morning after if you listen to this. At home or at A&M? It's a at home. Okay. And then we've got Georgia. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> and then they got like a cupcake, Louisiana Monroe. And then and, they got another and cupcake. Then, and then they got another cupcake, them dogs. <laughs> Bulldogs down in Startville. That's the Egg Bowl. It'll be on Thanksgiving night. Yeah. So, be watching that one from full of turkey and dressing.
1: Don't expect a good game there.
0: Oh, I'm expecting a great game. <laughs> you know how the egg bowl goes, though. It's Whatever a, team yeah, is favored, it's usually going to go the opposite way, just because that other team—that's their last game of the year—they got to play for. So.
1: Yeah, it's those rival, rivalry games usually are, are a little more interesting.
0: Is are the Bulldogs all eligible yet? Are they I don't gonna? Think so. I mean, I think they're only gonna win five or six games. I you think, think like we four. So they need to win a few more. Yeah, they still got a few games left. Maybe they will. I don't
1: know. We'll find. out. They got out this Kentucky
0: weekend. this weekend. We're actually going down for that game. I hadn't been. Now I hadn't been to a game in Startville, and man, I bet it's been twenty years. Me too. Has it been that long since you've been to a game? Yeah, really? probably. Uh, Imagine it was nineteen ninety something the last time I went to Startville. The to Grove's a, a
1: little game. different.
0: It's been. a lot different than Startville. <laughs> I promise you, it's a lot different. The Grove's pretty awesome. How many pairs of white boots did you see in the grove? I started counting. <laughs> we, were, we were saying plus, it was, the over under was a thousand and it was well over.
1: <laughs> I counted. And once I got to about 50 or 60, I was like, I just can't count. There's before. some pretty
0: fine white boots down there, Chef. <laughs> I will say that. It was not like that when I was in school. I mean, it was, I guess it was like that. It's, it's always like that. Don't miss. Uh, what'd you it's probably Michael? the best place to tailgate the country. Yeah. I promise you, it is. If y'all have never been to a game in Oxford, Mississippi, it is. It is something. It is something to behold. Yeah. What, what the stadium you- was packed. I mean, it cleared out at halftime because I mean, once they once they you know handled the Commodores, which the the score wasn't as one sided as it probably could have been. They they kicked some several field goals. They probably could have put some more points on the board. But
1: what'd you ask Michael and his buddy? Have y'all seen some pretty ladies around here today? <laughs> <laughs> Michael said,
0: I ain't seen a bad one yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's got to be like a teenager's I mean, place to be.
1: I mean, those girls get dressed
0: up for oh, dude, this game. You think they're going to the nightclub. Like, yes. They must be having going to the club right after the game.
1: It is a fashion show. Yeah. Um, Halloween has come and gone.
0: It has. It was as as ever for me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I had to go pick, drop Michael off somewhere and pick him up. That was my job.
1: We used to do all the things the hayrides, the Zubus. How the- old is
0: officially like too old to, for your parents to take you trick or treating? I'm saying like 10, 11. <laughs> That's the max.
1: I think 12, 13 was a good cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I, I mean. I, I get it, my I mean, me and my brother were cutting it free at, twelve thirteen and in the neighborhood. It's yeah. not like we were going far, but we were in our neighborhood doing what we wanted to do. That was what? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> not that long ago, Shell. Like nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight. How long has that been? Ten years before I was born. Yeah. wow well, that doesn't make me feel old there Tom <laughs> I was through trick or treating ten years a decade before you were ever born. Wow. <laughs> Way to make an old man feel older. <laughs> um, and we made chili again this
1: past weekend.
0: We couldn't think of anything else to cook Sunday. The weather was right for it, so we cooked chili, and it was dang good again.
1: I made actually a video. Oh,
0: did you? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I saw you had the little phone thing set up over the pot.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be like a.
0: I didn't touch. I didn't doctor on that one for you. It was all you. It was. It was really good. Well, I told you you
1: can't be in there doctoring on it. I wanted it to be an auth, you know, authentic recipe.
0: It turned out good.
1: So now we're officially in the holiday season.
0: You, you, you turned the Christmas lights on last night. <laughs> Tyler, they like I'm telling you, the day after Thanksgiving, the Christmas lights were on the next night.
1: I would like I feel like I need to clarify. We paid someone to come and put Christmas lights up
0: for the first time ever.
1: Yeah, for the first time ever. And they look good. They, they look great. Good. But yeah. I'm not going to pay somebody and then just wait to turn them Until yeah to christmas like the
0: week before yeah you got to get your money's worth when's That's the tree great. coming
1: it's next weekend
0: next weekend <laughs> heck yeah i'll be gone you're going you're going to get all that stuff out decorate it's already downstairs you don't have to worry about getting it out i don't have to help you drag it down or anything you know, i saw the one go up in the office uh, a couple yeah. of days ago so. yeah that lady's they're uh, coming to decorate that tree to t- saturday. saturday yeah and Next week we'll be full Christmas spirit. I hadn't even got the Thanksgiving yet. We're just
1: gonna... We've already cooked two turkeys. So when y'all were when we y'all... live on a whole different timeline. <laughs> yeah. We have, we've already I'm
0: already sick of turkey. I'm turkeyed out already. I'm ready to get on to the prime rib, yeah. the hams, the holiday dips. Yeah, how many turkeys are you good for? Like if you have turkey twice, are you done with it?
1: It depends on time frame.
0: I'm We're talking, tell you,
1: it's been one a week.
0: The one You're me late, and Mark like, did was really good. That was a good smoked turkey. But the one I did yes, this week, for it was like a spatchcock quick turkey for TikTok. That turkey bloated away. I agree. I mean, I don't know what it was. that The turkey at the bottom at the same time, one of them stayed in the refrigerator one week longer. It was So it had been in the refrigerator two weeks and it was perfect. Yeah. Like when I took it out, because the it, other it was one was still icy. Yeah, yeah the other one was still a little icy after a week, but two weeks in there, it, and I mean I wouldn't be scared. Now we don't open that fridge a lot. This is kind of our beer fridge, and it was just stayed in the bottom, but it was perfectly thawed out, and everything was just right. I don't know, even, I don't know how much longer it would have made it. I mean,
1: yeah,
0: but it was, it was the just other right. one
1: we brined. This yeah, I didn't we brine didn't this brine. one. I just
0: ripped the backbone out of it, injected it up with a store-brought Tony's Creole Butter Injection and seasoned it with some kick cream crawl and ran it. And it was a two-hour turkey. And that was, we got, I, Tyler, I don't know what you're going to do with that shot, but when I cut into it and that joker just, guys are juice everywhere. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you couldn't uh, put a pump in it and hit on on the button and sprayed <laughs> it any more than it's, all that juice that came out of it. it I was, was shocked when I did it. was did too. It. It's like, dang, how's Where it holding was that? Out?
1: Where was that hiding at?
0: I guess it was up under the in skin where, yeah, it was. It was up under the skin and right in the breast. But it was juicy. It was moist. I mean, the dark meat was as good as the white meat. The skin was excellent on it. If you need a fast cook of turkey, that's the way to do it.
1: We're gonna.
0: Uh, I, figured we'll talk, we talk, I figured we we'd talk, talk about that closer to where. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We got a turkey video a coming, coming out, out next
0: week. It's kind of turkey basic tips or whatever how to how to smoke one. Like kind of like we did the brisket and the ribs with me and Mark. Along those same lines. but this We'll talk about that next week.
1: Yeah, this week you did a brat burger.
0: Yes. And that brat burger was excellent. So you know where I got that from? Austin here at the shop, he was doing them because he was like, we like brats, but we just didn't want to get tired of eating the sausages. So they, I like, we did it, busted them out, and turned it into a burger. And I was like, you know, that's pretty a pretty good idea. And I've seen, I've seen people do it before, but basically all I did was buy two packs I don't remember in the recipe, yeah. If I did one or two, but I bought two two packs and I split the casing and get all the the brat meat out of the casing. You called you
1: set up, unzipped them,
0: unzipped them, (laughs) and then you take it and I formed them into balls and then put them in my burger press and formed it into a patty and then got them ice cold and it's and it basically it's a hamburger patty at that point or a brat burger patty and then you just grill them and so I'd do them two zone. That's the way, like, let them come up slow on the side. And I wonder how they'd be in a, a beer bath. Like, just a shallow pan with a little beer. I don't know if that'd be too much on I think
1: they it, kind of.
0: Probably. I don't know. Probably wouldn't be as good. But they were, like, they were kind of reverse seared at brat burgers, I guess you would say.
1: Um, You also did some onions on the side. Yeah,
0: while the while they were on the cool zone.
1: That would have been a good place to add the beer flavor.
0: Yeah, you could have did beer, beer, yeah, beer. I wish we'd have thought onion. about that,
1: yeah. Because we just use olive oil and, like,
0: Steak, steak rub, rub yeah. yeah, that would have been really good to add a little beer to that
1: because that'd have given you that beer flavor that you kind of get with brats. But, but it was a great idea, the
0: burger was delicious, man. It was juicy, it tastes like a brat. And I did the elements, so when you, when you think of a brat, like I know you like you always put blue plate on your brat, yeah. that's probably not the norm. The norm is mustard, yeah. And so I was like, well, how can I – I was like, let's make a creamy mustard, but I like a spicy brown mustard, so I just took blue plate and spicy brown mustard and mixed those. Um, and it was perfect. It, it was, was. a great it was, little sauce. And it was just super simple. So that was the foundation. Did a hamburger bun, did some of that brat sauce on it. And then when I think of brats, I think of onions for one. A lot of times peppers too. Yeah,
1: onions and peppers. But
0: I didn't do the peppers on this one. I just did the onions. But I was like, since it's a burger, I kind of wanted a, that pickle element to it because mm-hmm. I love pickles on a dill pickle on a burger. So I bought those stacker pickles, the big planks that are thin, you know, and just line them on the bun. And that way you get a bite of pickle in every bite. And that pickle goes really good with it bright. And with the onions on top, um, and all you needed was a, a little glaze, and I, I put a little cheese on it. I, mean, I think I did use like a Colby Jack cheese. But um, it was easy.
1: It was basically like you took elements of a burger and the elements of a brat and kind of combined them, them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Would you eat brats like that again? Heck yeah! It was delicious. I think so too. It, it might be better than the actual sausage, honestly.
1: It might be better than just a regular old burger
0: too. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you don't have to do anything. Like, there's no seasoning to it, really, because yeah. a, a brat's a unique. It's a unique flavor. Whatever seasons, I don't know. And what it's goes a great flavor. It. Yeah, I love it's really it. good. And. Um, but I did put a little bit. Of, the only thing I put on it was a little bit of black, like fresh cracked black pepper over the top just to help it get a little crust, a little texture on it. You could have put a little steak rub probably or something yeah, like you that. Could have done but, but I wouldn't, I mean, I, didn't, I don't think it needs a whole lot. And I did glaze them though. So going along with that bride, I said, what would be good on it? And I was like, ah, kind of a mustard sauce. So I just said, well, I'm going to use some Cattleman's Carolina Gold. <laughs> Has a little sweet element to it, you know? But uh, I just brushed it. So the way I did these, after I got them cold out of the fridge, I got a two-zone fire going in my Primo ceramic grill. Hot coals on one side, you know, none on the other side. That's your cool zone. I took those cold patties and put them right on that cool side and cracked black pepper over them and just let them roll. Threw my iron skillet over the hot coals and added those thin sliced onions with the the olive oil and a little steak rub and just sauteed it. It took maybe 20 minutes. You know, They yeah. get going, they get getting hot. You don't want you're not trying to like cook them all the way down candy caramelized. You just want to soften them up and get a little caramelization going on them, a little brown. Yeah, because I still want to, I still want texture of the onion. Like if you caramelize them too far, it just gets mushy and it's too soft. It makes great bacon onion jam, but for a brat, you want some texture of the onion. and
1: so. they get they keep getting sweeter.
0: Yeah, yeah, it gets really. it almost gets them. Too, I mean, it does get them candy sweet. Yeah, it can, but I set those off to the side. And the burgers, you know, I really wasn't worried about tipping them. I mean, I knew I wanted to take them to 165, but once they look like, you know, I started quit seeing some of that moisture come out of the top and they had some decent color to them, that's when I moved them over to the hot side and just let them sear a little bit, like two minutes.
1: Yeah, I think you do two each minutes each side.
0: Yeah, and it just gets a little crust on there and gives you a little grill, more grill flavor because you're right over the heat. But if you started those burgers out directly over the heat, they're going to just be raining grease. I mean, they're going to cook out a lot of fat. That case, it's not there anymore. It's not there to stop the fat from cooking out. So I've got the brats, you know, on that cool side first to keep them from flaring up. And basically I'm just trying to render that fat. And once it gets rendered out they're if I had to guess, I would say 140, 145, you know, that's, they're not quite you, done, but
1: I think you tempt them and they were 150, 155. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's, that's in that range. You want, you don't yeah. want them quite done. Then you want to be able to put them over, finish them off. And if it, I don't mind if it's flaming up a little bit then, and it did. You know, I was getting some flame Burger King action on the bottom, yeah. flame broiled. And once I just watched them, I didn't walk off. Like, I mean, if it, it might not take two minutes. So if yours just fire's a little bit closer, your fire's a little bit hotter, don't just get some sear on them. That's the main point there. And then move them back to the cold side and then go ahead and cheese them. Or I glazed them actually at this point. That's when I put the little cattleman's uh, Carolina Gold over the top. And just let that set for five minutes, to kind of glaze that patty a little bit, give it a little more flavor. Just bake, and up, cook them. on, essentially. Yeah, and you don't. Have, if you wanted to skip that step, you could. If you had something else you wanted to glaze them with, by all means, do it. But I just thought that was an easy way, and it just gave it another little layer of that mustardy flavor. And then they're all, they're done at that point. Toast your get your toasted hamburger bun, put your brat sauce on it. That spicy brown mixed with some blue plate mayonnaise. It's not. If I would say, it's probably...
1: i say do the ratio to your heart's content.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not quite 50-50. What are you putting more of? I'm putting a little more of the mustard, because I like it. Yeah. But if you wanted a little less mustardy, or if you just wanted... Want a, or a little yeah, more mustardy. Or a little more mustardy, go a little more. But, you know, it's not a bad place to start right there. Even
1: if you're not a big fan of mayonnaise, which I don't...
0: Big, yeah, you wouldn't... <laughs> would you know that was like, oh, you'd mix mayonnaise? I guess, I mean, you probably would, but...
1: Uh, probably not. I don't know.
0: It's just a, it's just a, basic, I would highly recommend yeah, doing that because it makes it a little mayo. creamy. Yeah.
1: Um, every time you've done some sort of pork burger, it's been so much more flavorful than like a, pork <laughs> well, you know, Compart
0: used to sell those pork burgers. Yeah. Man, they were good and you could just grill them off. I mean, they, they'd be raining down grease, but they cook fast and I bet you they'd be going flat top. I hadn't had any of those in a long time.
1: Oh, I bet they would be but, where you get a little crust.
0: But that's what Brought it, brought Brought's it pork. Yeah. So you know you don't get that beef element. I wonder how so it'd be your, like if you mixed it with ground beef, or if it would change. If I ain't never messed with that, I was just thinking brat burger. But now it's got like, me thinking. Like cut you could the do broccoli. like
1: two small patties and put them on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> a pork top part, pork patty, yeah. and a bottom beef patty. You could. Uh. But anyway, this got me thinking about like, should we be seasoning our beef burgers more?
0: I mean, I season my I season beef a lot now. I, they get my AP. I usually put some Swan Life Prime beef in it. I might put some steak rub on top. I mean, I might put some Worcestershire in there when I'm mixing it up. You know, definitely putting some mayo in it, some blue plate. I put a dollop of that per a tablespoon of that per pound of meat, just because it gives it another richness. And you know, yeah. I and mean, that's that's kind of a little trick on a burger. But yeah, I think you definitely want to season up your hamburgers more. They they need all like salt, pepper, garlic. For sure. You don't do anything. For sure. But anything else you do to them, you can kick them up.
1: So, um, I did a little research, got some Shell's le- Learning Corner information yeah, for okay. you. So, do you know why you're not supposed to over mix ground beef? Because that was the thing. You're not supposed to over mix yeah, yeah. the meat, you know?
0: Why? Because it heats it up or something? It Mixing releases
1: it? myosin, which is a protein that causes muscle contractions.
0: Okay. So Makes uh, a tough burger.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's important for burger making. Myosin binds the fat with the water, so it uh, leads to a more tender burger, and it's what gives you that consistency, you know, so everything mm-hmm. sticks together. Um, it's kind of a emulsifying agent. But uh, you want to retain as much of the protein as possible, but when you mix too much and let too much myosin escape, it makes it chewy.
0: I've noticed that in some burgers too. Well, you know, when we mix sausage— I'll run it through a, a paddle mixer, yeah, and you got to do it at a certain time because you do need that protein to meld the moisture in there and to make the better texture, but if you overwork it, it does it changes the check texture of your sausage too, so if you're overworking it, so that makes sense to me. I've always like i don't like to if I buy ground beef from the store, I don't like to overwork it. I like to take it and divide it into kind of balls and I don't work that ball hard, and that's why I put it in that press. Because I'm not having to hand patty it and mix it too much. I'll put a little seasoning in it, work it in the mayo, and then don't, but not overwork it like you're kneading dough or anything, Mm -hmm. and then get it into the shape and then of a, just like a baseball or a tennis ball. And then that goes in my press and then I just press it down. And I always stick them back in the refrigerator. Every time I've worked or had it out, working it and patting it, I want them to get cold again. So I'll stick them back just because it, it seems like it helps them hold together better. Yeah when I put them on the grill. And that, that, the brats, so it got heated up, messing with it. You want to get it cool again. And then, But it's usually the perfect time to go ahead and get your grill fired up. That's a, that's as long as it takes, 15, 20 minutes, you know. Um, and if it's hot outside, definitely you want to do it indoors and keep them cold until you bring them out to cook them.
1: Uh, so the research I did on burgers said that you want to keep them cold. Um, so when they hit the, the fire, they're getting crusty on the outside without overcooking on the yeah, inside so it's that. just slowing down the cooking process it was
0: because it does develop um, a little crust on the outside yeah
1: so um it also suggested that you may need to make sure you have a good amount of fat up to 25 percent in a regular burger in a burger um low fat burgers will call myosin to bind to itself which can also create dry yeah dry meat
0: so if you're eating them. Um, Ninety tens or yeah, super lean. I expect that to be dry. I mean, I'm I like that eighty twenty,
1: and that's your twenty percent. S- yeah, yeah. And then 75-25
0: then if you add, would be a little fatty.
1: If you added mayonnaise to an eighty twenty,
0: yeah, you might get a little. Yeah, it's gonna give a little, a, little a little bit fat. more percentage of that fat to it.
1: What about eggs to your burgers? Ah,
0: I, I ain't making meatloaf. <laughs> it changes the texture. Yeah, it probably yeah. binds it, makes it better. But I don't put a I don't put an egg in there when I'm making a regular hamburger. I don't think it needs it.
1: So I did some research on that, too. Yeah. They said the only time you really need to add eggs to burgers is if you're using a really low-fat meat. Yeah. Like maybe a deer or something like that. Huh. But then you can one just one add mayonnaise.
0: Yeah. Because I guess it's the it's oil element, the fat. The fat. Yeah.
1: It's just helping you um Deer,
0: uh, deer the mayo works in the deer all day long. It keeps it juicy and moist.
1: It does. It makes the best yep. deer patties. And
0: I don't use, I, unless I've got brisket trim, I usually use pork fat in my... Ground deer, just I like the way it melts better, and it just it goes with it. Instead of using a beef fat, beef fat just
1: is that why those burgers are yeah, so good? Yeah, for real. <laughs> that makes sense now. So, do you think it's the when I say that pork burgers taste better? Do you think it's the fat?
0: Probably leading the taste to them. I mean, it's, I don't think a pork burger is better than a than a beef burger yeah. by any means, but they're good. So this but You could definitely, I bet you could definitely combine them. I've never done that. Like mixed ground pork with ground beef and made a burger out of it. That's something to try to test out, see how it tastes.
1: So this um cook, you also poked a hole in the middle of your burger. Oh, I,
0: I do that to all of them. Anytime I'm pattying out meat, if you've never like everybody's probably seen it happen, you cook burgers and you form them yourself or hand. If you don't have a burger press, you're making a patty by hand and then you put it on the grill and all of a sudden it turns into a meatball. Right. Putting that little indention with your thumb on there stops that. I've even seen people put like a of ice in it, trying to slow it down and make it do it. I don't, I don't think it needs that.
1: Like you put an indentation and then put a Cuba ice Yeah, right I've there. seen people
0: do that, but I don't think it needs that. Uh, anytime you buy, like if you go to the grocery store and you see the meat case and they've got burger patties there, all of them have that in, an indention or a little yeah. hole in them or something. Because it, it closes back up, but it gives a place for the meat to swell, to fill that back in, instead of just Balling up and drawing, you know, drawing up and staying in that circular form. That's why. That's what you're trying to avoid. Nobody wants to eat a meatball burger. I hate
1: those. When you go somewhere and they, all they got, is like, yeah,
0: those,
1: You got all this bun on the outside yeah, of your burger, and there's
0: one ball of meat in the middle. <laughs> that's well done. Yeah, And they've nuked it, <laughs> and it's just flavorless and yeah. dry. Can't already chew it. Can't put enough ketchup and stuff on it for to get it down.
1: Have you ever added butter to your? Um,
0: Beef? i've never added butter
1: so when My i owes the ticket i'm telling you
0: to have a blue plate and a per pound
1: so um when i was doing this research one once somebody suggested that you uh grate butter yeah. and add it to your ground beef
0: and i've done that with I'm making homemade biscuits yeah. so I'll, I'll get that but i'll put the butter in the freezer then run it on a box grater and then cut it into the flour and it works great for making homemade biscuits. So, you've done it with scrambled eggs too. So, this, so you're challenging me to do a butter burger. A <laughs> butter burger. <laughs> butter burger. So, I can do that. <laughs> I also I always put a, pat, a knob of butter in my scrambled eggs. I put like, I, that's what I start them in. Instead of using like cooking oil or something, you just like a tablespoon of butter in the pan, let that melt, and then make your scrambled eggs. And then, right when they're getting done, you put one more n- little knob of butter in there and just let that melt. And then, don't stir your scrambled eggs too much. Just kind of fold them. And, man, that butter, its just it makes them taste rich and delicious. It does. And you're getting some good fat in your diet for that. <laughs> good fat and protein. Real fat. Butter fat.
1: I used to think that when you scrambled eggs, you scrambled them.
0: Oh, yeah. I hate those. I, I want them get fluffy tough. and light and just barely folded enough. When they start curling, you just fold them a little bit and then you kind of tilt the skillet and let that go back and fold it back in. And all of a sudden, you've got this fluffy... Bound of scrambled eggs that just need a little butter and a little salt and black pepper. That's all they need.
1: Um, So when I was doing this research, I love this quote. Um, They were talking about using salt and butter on burgers and this stuff, and it says the reason restaurant food tastes better than yours is has a lot to do with salt and butter. I believe that
0: (laughs) probably Accent MSG (laughs) makes everything taste better.
1: You're not adding enough salt and butter. Uh, What about the bun?
0: I always toast a bun. I mean,
1: what kind of bun?
0: I, that was just a brioche. I think I got from Kroger, but it is.
1: Do you have a preference?
0: No, a bun's a bun.
1: Jay used to always swear by
0: potato buns. Potato buns. Yeah,
1: he said that made the best burger.
0: He's had some. He orders them from somewhere, especially to make a the smash burger. He likes to make. I think it. So, I mean,
1: I don't know. can don't make or your bun can make or break a burger. I
0: think. I just want one that's soft. Yeah, you know. But if it's too thick, yeah, you don't want them too thick. You don't want them too heavy. You don't like a lot of that toasty crust on the outside mm-hmm. of them. I'm not as particular. I'll eat a Wonder Bun all day long. <laughs> <laughs> a good fresh one. Yeah. I always touch them, see how soft they are. I buy the store bought brand a lot of times. I don't have a preference. They don't have to be sesame seeded or Kaiser Rolls or brioche or anything like that. They make better videos using a fancy mm-hmm. bun. But as far as eating goes, usually it's just whatever's on sale and soft. To buy your bread by, well, I, I really don't buy it by price as much as I buy it by freshness. How it like feels. I go through there and feel Yeah, if the if the bunny bread feels soft that day, I'll buy it. The Wonder bread's soft. Same goes for buns. Whichever one feels right.
1: See, back in the day, I used to just go and buy bread.
0: <laughs> just get a loaf, whatever loaf you saw first. You got.
1: And Malcolm has taught me. Check your first. Has freshness. forced me to.
0: You can't click all the bread. I look like a weirdo. You can't like there. click list bread. That's bread and meat. You can't click list. People aren't going to go in there and pick out the best looking pack of chicken no. for you or the softest bread. You squeeze the bread, Tyler? Nope. Can't say that. <laughs> You're too young uh, to know that. Most people don't. Yes, they do. Most people that know, they inspect their produce too. You just go in and grab a bag of taters or do you look through the bag and see if you see any of them sprouting or...
1: I mean, yeah. You I look, look for a firm
0: products. head of lettuce or. <laughs> I wouldn't say I like examine the potatoes or anything. Really? Like, I might. You just grab a bag and go. Through, the, yeah. Thing. I'm a risky yeah. man. I might try the bread thing though. I might leave here and <laughs> do that and let y'all What know about bacon? Do you look at the pack of bacon or you just grab oh, a Oh, I pack? definitely do that. No. You've got to look at the bacon and see what the fat She's, to lean yeah. ratio is and make sure the slices look, you know, look right. That's why they got for the for little the, view window in there. You're
1: looking for those center cut pieces <laughs> yeah, of bacon. Yeah, definitely.
0: You don't always want look those at those little bacon.
1: scraggly ones on the end. Do you
0: look at the eggs? Tell me you look at oh, the eggs. Oh, well, yeah. Like I don't yeah, <laughs> you gotta open the eggs and touch each one to make sure they're not stuck in that like cracker or Touch anything. them? No 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 no.
1: Now you understand what it's like going to the store of alcohol. Did
0: y'all not do that? <laughs> don't touch touch them. I mean I Just would. do. <laughs> you t- I mean, I wiggle each egg because I mean, have y'all never All got a, Well, have you never got a thing where the egg sticks to it and you can't get it out of the thing and it breaks in it and you've yeah. got a ruined egg at that point. I'm going to start washing my eggs because of you. <laughs> uh, I don't wash them. I just touch them and look at them. I mean, I'm not, you're not going to lick that egg when you get home just because I touched it. You got the old coal one that I put back. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yep. I inspect everything.
1: You better not bring home some hard bread. Yeah. I will say that uh, there is a big difference. When you start touching your bread and –
0: what about the date on milk? Do y'all even look at that? Yeah. Uh, you got to look at the date on the milk and get the freshest gallon. We always buy like plant milk, so.
1: Speaking <laughs> of dairy, do you add cheese to your,
0: uh, usually, your burger? I usually don't put the cheese on the, you know, mix it in the meat. No, but on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a cheeseburger man. What's your favorite cheese? I can't pick a favorite cheese. I like them all. People have a feeling. Yeah, that's how What's I What's the am. best
1: Cheese. I like pepper jack or some sort of jack.
0: I mean, it's hard to beat that private selection. Just white American cheese. But That's good on a sandwich. I like blue cheese crumbled on my burger. I like pepper jack. I like Kobe jack. I like Monterey jack. I like mozzarella. you, You name it. I love cheese. They don't like me, but I like it.
1: So for this recipe, you did a two zone fire. Do you always cook your burger too? Uh,
0: no, no. Not always. I mean, sometimes I'm just grilling burgers. But I do, like, if, even if I'm setting up a fire in a Weber grill, I do like to keep me a little safe. And I call it a safe area. It's just an area where there's no coals. Because if something gets out of hand, you got a place to go. So that's why I do it. So I just know that, you know, if these burgers get to cooking too fast, I need to slow them down. I get too much grease dripping, starts a fire. I could scoot them over and let that burn out and then go back to cooking. Is there anything that you don't set up a two-zone fire for, like
1: steaks? I guess. Yeah, maybe. yeah,
0: I don't really own steaks. I mean, that's anytime I'm just hot and fast, and it's going to be done with. If it's going like burgers, take a little while to cook. I don't, I'm not just you know just power cook burgers like you do a steak, like c- because they'll you'll burn up the outside before the inside ever gets done. So. So you got to kind of take that into mind when you're cooking a burger. But most of the time, I mean, if you're grilling a steak, you just need a hot fire and it's not on there long at all. Yeah. Unless it's a super thick steak and then I'm going to reverse sear it, then it would be a two zone. (laughs) I mean, there's different times, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I just.
1: How many times do you flip burgers?
0: I like just to do them like, you know, once. I don't like to do multiple flips. I like to cook that one side to let juice. You start seeing the blood and stuff come up to the top. It's kind of, you know, you let that go until it starts. Getting that kind of gray color and then flip them over and it should have a good crust on it, and then that's it. But you know, if you do them on pellet can do the no flip ones that are good. Yeah, do good. Flip them. What do you like better, a grilled burger or like a smoked burger?
1: Oh, I had that to you. or a flat top burger. Yeah. So there's kind of like three different ways you can really cook a good burger. To me, that's like saying, "Do you like deep?" D- Dish pizza? Do you like thin crust? Well. The
0: answer (laughs) is yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) I will say like the thinner burgers, diner style, what I consider diner style burger. Little crusty. Is a flat top burger. Yeah. That's that's always going to be better. It's thinner. You know, you flatten it out some or it's a thin patty. So you prefer that over. On a flat top. I prefer that on a flat top.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, but if it's a thicker burger, like you get the quarter pound burger, it just doesn't do as good on a flat top to me. I'd rather have that grilled. If I'm going bigger than that, I'm probably going to do it smoked and then or reverse seared mm-hmm. because you just need it to get that burger done right. And so there's kind of like a little range of – But what's your favorite? I mean, it's hard to beat just a grilled burger. Just straight charcoal favorite. grilled burger. Quarter pound, you know. I'd
1: say that probably has the best flavor. It, when so. they're done right. Yeah. When they're not overcooked, they're not overworked. That's, that's they're not meatballs.
0: The yeah. The, the, the meat's just juicy and tender.
1: Do you always glaze burgers or? No,
0: most of the time I don't. I only did that one just because was a brat burger and I wanted something a little bit something different, but I usually don't. Now, there was one burger I glazed. It was that jerk.
1: You've done a burger, jerk burger and you've done a, man,
0: that burger is so good with that jerk sauce over it. It is really good.
1: It has like three elements. It's got like a grilled pineapple salsa, a calypso sauce, yeah. and then the jerk burger. Oh, ooh.
0: It was really good.
1: I want to enter that in a burger contest. I'm going to do it one of these, one of these
0: days. days. <laughs> you could do little mini ones and that would be good to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, So back in the day, when I would see people grilling burgers, they would have little <laughs> spritz bottle of water.
0: Yeah. For them flare-ups.
1: What do you, I've never seen you have a little spritz bottle of water. Yeah,
0: that's why I have, because I have a cool zone. If mine gets out of hand, I'm just going to move whatever I got over enough to let it go down, but I want some of that flame action going when I'm grilling burgers, because that's what makes them taste so good, letting those flames hit them. You just can't let it get out of control. But see what most people do. They're cooking way too many burgers on way too small a grill, and they've got, hot coals right up under it. And then they've got all the you know, they've got the whole grilling surface filled up with burger patties and it's just rain and grease and it's starting that fire. And that's why they're out there trying to squirt it. And, and they don't have a
1: cool zone. And they, they don't have, have a cool
0: zone to go to. And then they burn them up. You know, the burgers all burnt and got bad flavor on the outside. The inside still raw. So that's, that's the whole thing. Like you can't overcrowd your grill and it helps to have that cool zone. And what if it takes you a little bit longer to cook, cook burgers in batches? You know, do four instead of trying to get eight on there at one time. Give yourself plenty of room. Um, I think that's just the, just grilling technique, really.
1: What about slug burgers?
0: Oh, I love slug burgers. <laughs> Not many people know about them. It's really, I mean, it's, it's got to be burger? just a southern thing, too. And more specifically, probably. I didn't know about the them northern north, up. Northeast Mississippi thing. So the slug burger is a Depression-era burger. So you think back, way back, you know. 1930s, whatever that was, Great Depression time, a nickel was a slug. That's what they called them, a slug. So you could get a burger for a nickel. And what it is, and a lot of people think it's beef. Most time they didn't use beef. Most time it was pork mixed with like a soy flour and it's with some kind of binder, something to stretch it because meat was expensive. And they needed to find a way to make meat go longer. So they mixed this soy flour or protein with it, whatever, And they made them into these little patties and they cook, they kind of deep fat fry them or shallow fat fry them. Usually it's a big vat that's only a couple inches deep and it's full of hot grease. And they'll float these little patties over in there and they crisp up and turn brown. So it looks almost like a piece of country fried steak or it has that look to it. You know, it's not like it doesn't look like a burger when you look at the patty. And they're always served mustard pickle onion. You can add cheese, but. You don't you don't really need that's the cheese on a slug burger is not the best. And this needs a mustle, mustard pickle onion. And they still serve them this this way today. They have a slug burger festival in Corinth, Mississippi. And you can buy there's a couple little local grocery chains that you can actually buy slug burger meat. There's a
1: bunch of people that sell slug burgers in the town of Corinth.
0: Yeah, there's several places. Uh the most famous probably being uh, White trolley, or was it drug gro- uh, drugstore or farm? Pharma- it's like an old pharmacy where they still have the soda shop. I think it's barms or Bargrams. Like, I don't know. You'd have to look up the pronunciation of it.
1: They are as delicious as they sound.
0: You hate them. Like, you hate them. I grew up eating them. You got that. You got two slug burgers, a little quarter bag of fries, and a grape soda in a glass bottle. And I <laughs> thought that was the best thing ever. And we would get that in the summertime when schools were out. We would go visit our relatives up there in that part of the country, or that part of Mississippi and Tennessee and we always stopped and that was that was a treat to get those.
1: Yeah.
0: And you could get it out all less for a dollar back when I was a kid. Now I think those burger's probably a dollar itself. Still cheap. Like compared to like a McDonald's hamburger.
1: Yeah, cuz they're not that big. They're not like a big yeah. regular. No, it's
0: town. like a, it's about the size of a regular cheeseburger from McDonald's or Burger yeah. King, you know. But they're f- typically cooked too hard. <laughs> There's an art to it. And then there's some. It's just People don't do it the way they used to. My mom can fry them much better than those restaurants now, but she's had years of practice doing it. Yeah. Jay has an actual recipe, uh, Tennessee Mojo, on how to make slug burgers, and he kind of went in and shows you how to make the meat yourself. I guess I don't know. If, yeah, I think he did. He showed you his ratio he used and how you do them, and it's
1: I'd try
0: one of Jay's slug burgers. I bet. I bet they're fantastic. I bet
1: they're really good. It just needs some mayonnaise
0: on it. <laughs> you know, that's sacred. Now i you know, I'll eat mayonnaise on stuff, but I'm not putting it on my slug burger. You put it. It probably. It probably be delicious. Yeah. And you know what kind of mayonnaise you got to use? What blue plate? The only <laughs> real mayonnaise.
1: Real mayonnaise, uh, quality the since 1827. 1927. 1927.
0: <laughs> Almost a hundred years.
1: Almost a hundred years. If you are choosing mayonnaise this weekend, make sure you choose blue plate. <laughs> hashtag spread the love.
0: Did you? Um, Is that really their hashtag?
1: Or yeah. You just yeah. say that. <laughs> I just thought you made it. <laughs> um, Official
0: mayonnaise of the New Orleans Saints.
1: If you, uh, Alvin posted a photo with a neon blue plate sign, like he was in New Orleans, yeah. you know, and he said, um, anybody know where I am? <laughs> and uh, this guy, Michael, responded with, Is that Rochelle Reed's She Shed? <laughs> 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 I thought that
0: was pretty. Funny. We don't have a blue plate sign. We got a blue plate uh, metal wall art.
1: <laughs> so right now, the Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest is going on.
0: Ooh, this is where they pick out the number one barbecue joint in Texas too? Is this yeah? They always or they vote for it.
1: I don't know if they vote for it then, but that's the magazine that does
0: it. Yeah, um, on what, Sa- it's this Sa- this weekend. Well, so it's actually like an event you can yeah. go to and spectate.
1: So Saturday they call it the Barbecue World's Fair. And it's just kind of like a any, you know, you any it's free to go. It's just like you can walk up and down the streets, and they're vending, and they're doing cool stuff and have exhibits. And then on Sunday, they do a barbecue picnic. And I think you have to buy tickets to it, but you can sample um, the top 50 barbecue restaurants in Texas are there.
0: Wow. Representing, and you can go around. What town it, is that uh, in? It's in Lockhart this year. Oh, is it really? Yeah. They it around?
1: I think so. And
0: you know how cool of an event that would be to go I to? I know. And they got
1: bands playing yeah. on Sunday and stuff. I have no idea. Yeah, it's called their barbecue picnic. I'd love to go to that.
0: Yeah, I could see that being a heck of a trip right there.
1: Yeah. Well, you'd have to, You if you went to that, you'd have to like try all the restaurants in Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Swing yeah. by Austin. Oh, you'd be on meat overload by yeah. the time it was done. <laughs> it would take you a week.
0: I did need to go multiple days of it because you can't you just can't eat that much barbecue mm-hmm. one day. You know, we've done the barbecue crawls, and by the time you try something at four places, you are like smoked out. I always mess up on the barbecue crawls because you're
1: First hungry. Course, yeah,
0: yeah, you start out <laughs> hungry and you eat. Yeah, and you
1: eat, and then by the time you're at your third place, you're like Ugh.
0: tired of it. Yeah. It does. You eat, so eat a, a big beef rib bone at three places <laughs> and see how you feel.
1: <laughs> but if you got to walk around and just sample a little bit, you know, I could see that being yeah. cool. So I got some um, community questions for you.
0: Oh, heck, yeah. I love community questions. What community? <laughs> how to barbecue right community? Yeah. That was your cue to this. The how to barbecue It's rock the community.
1: let's get to cooking. How to barbecue right community. Where can, where can, you, where can
0: you ask these questions?
1: You can join. Facebook.com forward slash group forward slash h2q community.
0: <laughs> that was what I was getting at. I kind of went about it wrong.
1: I got to get better at my hype in our community. <laughs> um, so, what kind of coolers do you use for resting?
0: I the cheap ones from Walmart. Just so happened they were igloo uh, the igloo brand. I think party stacker or cool breeze party stackers. There was they were called right.
1: No, there was an island breeze that we would use. Yeah, and then there was just the party Stackers. Okay,
0: that's what yeah. they were. That's the brand. They
1: still make the island breeze.
0: Is it? Is it still the? It's still at Walmart. Okay, same size. Yeah, they're yeah. just taller. Okay. That's what the you party stackers yeah. are those. Cheap. These are just like twenty dollar coolers from Walmart. They hold. I think they've gone just perfect. They they don't hold too well. Like if you, if you put them down in a, if you put meat like hot meat down in a yeti and you close the lid on it, man, it's like a hot box. It's insulated so well. It's gonna. It wants to keep it hot forever. But so if you use a cheaper cooler, it works. It works really good, but it still lets some of the heat out. It doesn't keep it as hot. And that's why we started using those. And they're cheap. If you get it all greasy and nasty. You know, maybe throw that one away. and Go get you another yeah. one after some of your uses, because you're not probably going to use these for drinks once you start using them as meat holders. But you could. We do. <laughs> we have we multi-purpose some coolers. <laughs> you might you might find a sack of crawfish raw in it. You might a live in it. You might find a. <laughs> we might wash it out. <laughs> put the put the cook back in it, and we might hold meat in it. We might ice it down with beer. You never know. I used to
1: be a cooler washing machine. I hated yeah. washing coolers. Oh.
0: Because we always had the big white ones from Sam's, and you had all the little cheap ones we'd have from Walmart.
1: Every time y'all did crawfish, we'd have to clean them for the crawfish, and then we'd have to clean them after the yeah. crawfish, and yeah.
0: then, yeah. In between, too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just a cheap cooler from Walmart. They're nothing fancy. I heard they, weren't, they quit making the, uh, the party stacker, so you got to improvise and find one, but it don't have to be anything high dollar. In this video you
1: did a few weeks or a week ago, you actually used <laughs> the styrofoam. Yeah.
0: I didn't have – so I thought I had a. a what I call my meat a party, cooler yeah. a party stacker down there at the smokehouse. Well, evidently, we took it back to the shop or they brought it back to the, our house, and I didn't have anything. And I mean, I this like, is hey. like
1: 5 a.m. in the morning. And
0: my cousin had been over the week before and brought some, and brought, brought him some beer to watch football with us and left that styrofoam cooler. I saw it sitting there on the porch, and I was like, hey – That'll hold a brisket. <laughs> and so it wouldn't fit down in it because, you know, those things taper down and yeah. get in there at the bottom. I was like, well, crap. Well, so I, the lid was sitting there. I said, well, let me see if this brisket will fit in the lid. And it set perfect. Like I had it, you know, wrapped up. I set it right in the lid and I just flipped the bottom up and set it right on top. I said, all right, we got a, we got a rib cooler, all right, a brisket cooler. And it, and it worked. worked. I left it in there for two hours. It was still warm and juicy when I pulled it out and sliced it up. And we had brisket for breakfast. Had, yeah, it was really good. Heck yeah! So
1: this is uh, Jeremy asked. What's the longest you've rested a brisket, and what did you rest it
0: in? But uh, longest probably eight hours because we watched it. No, remember when we had those? I did it with butts and I did it with brisket, but we left the thermometer like one of our dots it was in kind it of an after experiment. we put it in the cooler, and we let it go. And I was like, I figured it would be below one forty. In six to eight hours, it was still over. It was still it was still like 160 degrees after eight hours. I was like, man, I'm just calling this experiment. That's too long. <laughs> it was like, you know, midnight. I'm like, I'm to go to bed. I know I ain't gonna sit here and keep checking on this thing all night. So we're gonna call it. And I just put it in the refrigerator.
1: What were you holding it in?
0: Just a regular cheap cooler. <laughs> yeah. Nothing fancy. Yeah. It held. I mean, you can hold it as long as they stay. Just leave your probe in it. I mean, you can wrap it up and put it in the cooler, leave your probe in it, run the probe out the door, or, you know, the lid of the cooler, and just let it sit. As long as it doesn't get, once it gets below 140, you got to make your mind up because the, the clock's ticking then. You got to either serve it and eat it or you got to get it cooled down and, you know, in the refrigeration or froze. So,
1: but if you've left it in that cooler.
0: Yeah. And without messing with it, you can go. Oh, it'll go a long time. Six, to eight. Yeah, it'll yeah, go a long easy. time. And a lot of it depends on the size of the cooler too. Like if you got a cooler with a lot of airspace and it's cold, when you put that meat in there, of course it's not going to do it as good. It's got to heat the cooler up. But that's why I like those smaller ones because they fit tight and it stuffs in there and it's insulated. So. And they're easy to move.
1: They're, they're easy, easy to store. To, yeah,
0: yeah, using a big one. If you uh, do it a lot of meat, you need a big one. One thing. But then I- you got to think about if you're put, doing a lot of meat. Like say you're putting ten butts in a big. Big cooler, hundred quart cooler. Well, that's going to be a ton of heat in there, and so you have to open that one. You know, burp. We call it burping it, but all it is is open the lid, letting some of that heat out, and then making the meat heat the air back back, back up after letting the cool in there. So you got to do that too. Well, oh,
1: one thing I like about those party stacker coolers. Is when you're in the barbecue trailer, they go right underneath the couch.
0: Yeah, they'll slide right under. I, I do like the convenience of being able to store them really easy. And they're easy to wash. You can wash one of those in the sink. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get out the garden hose and yeah. soap and all you know, scrub and all that. You can just put those in the sink, put a little Dawn in it, swash it around, rinse it out with the little sink sprayer, and you're good to go.
1: Because you're going to need to wash them. Oh, yeah.
0: They there's no. Crazy. I don't care how good you have something wrapped up in a pan, it's going to get something in there, some grease in there some kind of way.
1: Also, what are your thoughts on separating the point and the flat before you smoke?
0: I've always liked to cook them whole. I felt like it gave me some insurance. Um, And I like that transition zone when I get my slices where it's got a little bit of that flat on top and it's got that nice fatty layer and it's got the tender point right up under it. That's my favorite slice of brisket. So That depends because I know contest guys, most of them are all separating them. Now, well, me and Waylon were doing a lot of KCBS contests. We cooked them whole. I mean, I had them trimmed where it was an easy separate. Mm-hmm. And once that flat got done, we would take our knife and slide right you know, slide right down it, wrap the flat up, put it up, and then finish the point because the point was never there. We were going to make burn ends out of it. Um, but I always like cooking them whole. Um, but I
1: wonder it, if anybody still cooks them whole in contests. I I'm think sure there's
0: some people that do, but most people are power cooking now. They're cooking briskets in four or five hours. They're not cooking them whole. They're cutting it down to where it's – you know, pretty much a little rectangle well, uh, I don't we, like that as much I mean, I know it wins contest But man, it just It's not a brisket
1: I remember Waylon, the first time we saw somebody do that He said, man, they just took a $250 brisket And cut it down to a $20
0: brisket <laughs> I mean, that's how much you trim off of it Doing <laughs> that to it But it wins it wins checks So that's I what people what do And they don't stay up with it all night I mean, we were cooking our brisket all night We were putting it on like 10 o'clock having to get up in the middle of the night and wrap it and finish it off. And it would be done the next morning. We gave ourselves plenty of hold time. But now, you know, people are like, like Mark, for instance, when he does a KCBS contest, he's like in his pit at 5 a.m. That brisket's going on at like 6, and it's done by 9.30, 10. I mean, that's fast. That's, yeah. that's cooking a brisket fast. But I bet if you weighed that brisket he's cooking, it's not but, you know, four or five pounds. Three pounds, yeah. yeah. It's not very big.
1: Um, I got another. Start with
0: a twenty pounder and cut it down to four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got another question for you. Um, it's kind of a competi- eh, kind of a competition question. So um, they're cooking. They have a restaurant, and they have KCB, and they cook KCBS contests. Yeah, they are tr- they are doing really good with their chicken. They have all these customers that want to eat their competition style chicken. But how are they going to translate competition style chicken to kind of a restaurant
0: setting or a setting where you? <laughs> You're gonna be cooking chicken around the clock, because like, it's not gonna hold and be good. That's true. You, I mean, you can run a batch every hour because it takes about an hour, you know, hour and hour and a half to cook it.
1: So, they were talking about like the skin. How are they gonna? I don't.
0: I don't think you could hold chicken like that and be any good. And I actually mean, serve it. And actually serve it. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think it would be that good. Let's
1: say they're making it to order.
0: I mean, you couldn't make it to order. You just have to have. You'd have to be rotating it. So. My limited time working in kitchens, Cracker Bear was one of the ones I worked in. We had people in the back that cook stuff and it come out in a pan and it would be, uh, sealed over the top with plastic wrap and dated. And so you were constantly, ro- the point being, you're constantly rotating this stuff out. Yeah. Maybe you could do your chicken like that. Like you knew, we need a pan at 11 o'clock. We need a pan at 12 o'clock. We need to pan at 1 o'clock. That's what get us through lunch. And if it's gone, it's gone. But you know how many pieces of chicken you're going to cook, and that way it's going to be fresh every hour. What Because you can hold it about that long. But anything longer than that, I don't think you what can hold it. What if you
1: catering instead of restaurant?
0: What if it's a catering? Oh, catering would be much easier because okay. you know exactly how many pieces you got to cook. So you just work that into your timeline. How long is it going to take me to cook? 200 pieces of chicken or whatever. And then to get it transport it to the event and serve it. So that would be much easier to do.
1: So how do they do that? I guess that's their question. They're wondering, the timeline's not the issue. Okay. The issue is all the prep. They do a lot of prep to get a competition chicken thigh ready. Yeah. How are they going to do that in a more?
0: I mean, you ain't one way to do it. Sit down and do it. (laughs) If you're talking about scraping skin and shaping up those thighs and getting them ready. Yeah. You can't. I mean, there there is a place you can buy them pre trimmed. I think it's a place in St. Louis doing comp, like they're they're trimming all your competition meat for you now. Really? Chicken, pork, uh, then whatever they call that new cut they're doing the collar trim. Yeah. And the ribs and your brisket, it's all coming pre trimmed, ready to go to a contest. Now you pay in premium for it, but they're doing it. So you, I mean, somebody's going to have to sit down and trim that chicken, is what I'm getting at. If you're if you're Serving two hundred pieces of chicken. Guess what?
1: You somebody's gotta, somebody's sitting chicken. there trimming
0: two hundred pieces of chicken. If you're gonna cook it like that, I wouldn't. And do right so you got to put that. Now I would put that time and price in my time too. Yeah, but you got to know how long that's gonna take. But I mean, you can trim trim the chicken. We do it, and for contest, two day, two three days in advance. Well, you cook it on Saturday. We've trimmed it on Wednesday before. Vacuum seal very back rarely. Up. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you have. Yeah, it'll keep that. I mean, that it was mile, like for days something the like the Royal or yeah. something
1: like that. Most of the time it's Thursday, though.
0: Yeah, so two days anyway. Yeah, but you got—I mean—you just got to do that prep. It's like anything. If you're gonna, you got to work the prep into whatever you're doing.
1: So I got, I got more questions. This this place in Kansas City—they're—they're competition. It's in trip, St. Louis. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. St. Louis. I, don't,
0: I mean, this is what I was. Mark told me this. Okay, I'm okay. just relaying. He's. I said, "What? No way." He's like, "Yeah, they're doing it all. You and buy everything, yeah, ready to go. I don't know that he knows the name of it.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I would not do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> how first. much do you think that chicken costs? I mean, I'm talking. I wouldn't sit there
1: and trim all that chicken yeah. for everybody.
0: What, so to trim competition, trim pack of chicken thighs, one family pack probably takes half hour, mm, forty five minutes, depending yeah. on how
1: fast you are. Yeah.
0: So that's that's just what twelve to fourteen pieces. So you got to think if you're doing a bunch of it, it's going to take some time. And it, it's nasty. I can't see it. I can't see the catering side of it being worth, like being able to charge enough yeah. for what it's really worth to get it like that. That's true. You can't charge enough for chicken thighs yeah. <laughs> to justify
1: putting that much time and effort yeah. into
0: it. You have to get $5 a thigh. <laughs> That'd
1: be a lot. I'd have to get more than that. Trimming chicken is oh. one of the nastiest.
0: Oh, it is. It's horrible. I'd rather cheer them. Pork or brisket all day long and I had chicken
1: Is that why you gave me that job
0: Yeah I hated it <laughs> You're so good at it <laughs> You're way better than I am Oh yeah
1: So what do you got going on uh, Coming up
0: <laughs> You're making me go to start
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, make you ring a cowbell too. You don't uh, no, have to change uh, that attitude. <laughs> I have
0: not. You will not see me ringing a cowbell. I like this TikTok. A couple gold tops. Make it ring some <laughs> cowbells. I get three Miller lights in. I'll be cowbelling it <laughs> up. I'm going to pull my rebel card. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. I say.
1: I can go to the Ole Miss games and I can cheer for them, but I can't sing
0: hottie-tottie. <laughs> you didn't. You keep your lips dead. You look like you're pouting a little bit. <laughs> I hate this song. <laughs> How loud do you think it's going to be And start with all those cowbells?
1: Oh, bring your Tylenol.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm I'm a big, I'm a state fan. Went there. I'm alumni. The cowbells can be a little over. A little much. <laughs> a little much. They get to ringing and it's, it's, I mean, it'll give you
0: a headache. I guarantee it.
1: What else you got going on? You got a, a bunch of turkeys coming up.
0: Yeah, I got a bunch of turkey videos coming up. Well, not a bunch. I got two turkey videos coming up. One of them's kind of short form. That has a fast cook one Cajun style. The other one's just a traditional. What I think is probably, well, up until this week, I was like, man, this is the best way to cook one because it, it gives you pretty skin. It's like classic whole turkey. That one was prettier. Yeah, it was. It was prettier. Was it as good? I will say no. We'll do, talk about that later.
1: Yeah. Now. Do you think it comes down to the turkey itself? I, I like, don't do know. You get a good turkey and a bad turkey.
0: I don't know. I don't. I mean, they're just frozen birds. I mean, you know, it's not like you got that much of a choice when it comes to turkey. But I'm excited. So uh, I'm I'm expecting any day now a shipment from Kevin at the butcher shop. He sent me a text and said, man, I got I got something I want you to try. And I was sending like, a little care package or whatever. And I was like, dang, it's Christmas early, Jack. <laughs> There's no telling what he's done sent my way. So I'll probably have some videos coming up with some Kevin stuff.
1: I hope he sends some shot. turkey breasts.
0: I, man, that's what I've got my favorite. Because that's, like, that's the ultimate.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: he does, I won't be making a video of those. That's going to be what we'll have for Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> they're so good. They
1: are really good. Well, I mean we don't we don't we don't usually there's what eight people at our thanksgiving yeah. usually yeah
0: so a turkey breast is all you need i mean cuz i always do a ham too i mean that's yeah. going to be the two things that i do my mom requests bone in pork loin but i don't know if i'm going to push that to christmas or oh okay cuz i mean that'd be a
1: good one yeah. for christmas
0: it's really good i mean i i like doing those it's almost like prime rib style so if you do a prime rib and you do a bone in pork loin you kind of got best of both worlds beef and pork And that's really, it says holidays to me. Yeah.
1: And when we cook for my family, usually do a pork loin and a beef tenderloin. Beef tenderloin. Yeah. yeah. And those usually turn out really Really good. good. You always let them rest for a while. The the trick
0: to those is don't do too much to them. Just throw some seasoning on them, them put a probe in them, and get them off when that probe goes off and just let them rest.
1: Do you feel like that's the trick to most barbecues? That's
0: that's (laughs) what I did to that turkey. I mean, I cooked that turkey fast, but I didn't mess with it. I was like, I'm just trying to get. Get this one done because we did like three videos yesterday. Oh, we I did do uh, the Gulf Coast Smokes uh, brisket sandwich, and if y'all hadn't seen that video, Tyler, what do you remember? What the name of the video was on? I think it's on YouTube, isn't it? I think it's like best barbecue sandwich ever or something. Yeah, Gulf Coast Coast Smoke. Go back and find that. It's probably several videos back for him. Probably two months ago, or a month ago. Anyway, but it's like it's like you use a sub roll. And it's chopped brisket, jalapeno cheddar smoked sausage, big old slice of of fatty brisket, pickles, jalapenos, white onion, barbecue sauce, and it's just, oh, it's a sandwich.
1: So it's brisket two ways. Yeah, and sausage. Plus sausage.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. But I got a video of that coming up, just assembling it.
1: Did he- um, You can
0: see me take a bite of it.
1: (laughs) Did he- uh,
0: It was really good.
1: Did he use um, country-pleasing sausage?
0: I doubt it. He's from <laughs> I think he's from Texas, right? Or, yeah. yeah, like the No, I mean I my mean, Texas, you know, they got some all kinds of sauces oh, down yeah, there. They great. ain't they ain't cooking no Alabama or Mississippi sausage in Texas, I bet.
1: I have never had a Texas sausage that's better than Country pleasing. No, there ain't one.
0: I don't think so. It ain't none better than
1: Polk's. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all dry in Texas. And I like Texas barbecue, but yeah. I'm not trying to start a war, but the sausage is just not as
0: good. Sausage I mean, I, I've had some sausage over there, and it's just, like you said, we a thing or two about how to put some pork fat in some sausage. That's what Get they're the missing, right. the
1: pork fat, yeah. Well, Malcolm, that's all I have for you today.
0: And you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tyler, we, t- we had these questions from the community. Go ahead and, and tell everybody where they can find us or whatever. Yeah, so head on over to facebook.com
1: for- forward slash group forward slash h2q community if you want to join a group of like-minded pit masters, share recipes, ask questions. Like, a, like he said, most of the questions that we got here today came from the Let's Get to Cooking community, and you can share recipes all weekend long. We're hanging out in there all weekend long or and all week long and just answering stuff, and just an awesome place to be. And then head on over
0: to com for all of Malcolm's favorite recipes.
1: Getting That's Really right. good at that. Heck
0: That's yeah, he good. sounds like a spoke person. I know. Can you do a disclaimer? My wife says, that "I can said you do one sleep. about the the views and opinions here expressed on this podcast, not necessarily <laughs> endorsed by Malcolm Reed or any of his <laughs> followers." I don't know. We feel like we they might are. need one sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer. Don't
1: come for me about the Texas sausage. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Shell didn't like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd uh, like to
1: connect with Malcolm, it's How To BBQ. Curate right? on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram.
0: All right. Well, hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us, and we will be back next week. Probably be talking more Thanksgiving stuff because yep. we're only a few weeks away. Yep. Well, we've got three weeks, maybe two weeks, really, and then we're out. It's off. Thursday, so we're three weeks away. Yeah. Okay. Three full weeks. Three full weeks till Turkey Day. Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited too. It's a holiday all around eating delicious stuff. Being (laughs) thankful. I'm ready for the rose. We will see y'all next time. We gone.